from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Thank you for tuning in, especially the UK and Spain. I'm having a lot of attention from you guys as far as listening, and I wanted to thank you both. I don't know which country is more appealing or more beautiful, but I know that both countries certainly are beautiful. And there is one thing, one little thing I do know about Spain. Here in America, and perhaps other parts of the world as well, there is a very old saying which states that the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plain. But after doing a little bit of research, I determined that uh, actually that is a false statement. Most of the rain in Spain falls in the mountain regions. So I don't know how that old saying still persists to this day, but it does. But anyway, thank you, Spain and the UK. Your support is very much appreciated. Now, this is going to be episode number 184. Financial foolishness. Who wants to be obscenely rich? Apparently, everyone. Now, I don't know the economics of other nations because I have not actually lived there. There are many people who may believe that they can know what the economic realities are simply by what is read. But I suspect somehow that it is simply not the same as actually experiencing what is going on in that particular place that you happen to live, unless you are living there. And that's just the way I feel. But speaking as an American who is living in America, let me tell the rest of America and perhaps the world about this economic problem that we are having. Now, I understand that when we are talking in terms of finances and economics, you're used to hearing the mainstream media and news reports. Perhaps you hear a thing about the American stock market and Wall Street and financial reports. 
And to a greater or lesser extent, I'm sure that you have the equal um, institutions that are roughly equal to that in, in your countries. And I can't speak for your countries. I, again, I can only speak for here. But at least here, and this is at least from my own uh, experience, so it's quite empirical. This is not a researched study. It's just what I've found to be true. Is that one of the problems, one of the actually many problems that is causing so much economic havoc in America that continues is that apparently when they convinced the general population basically from the time we were born until our death that it's uh, in order if you want to be a quote-unquote success well you're going to play the capitalist game and it's capitalist cutthroat business that's really what it is that's what it's come down to and it is so it is so pathological as a much older person now that when i look around me and i see people who are you know not even out of their teens and these are commensurate absolute uh, cutthroat capitalist i'm talking about all of these kids they're kids youngins you know less than even 20 years old but certainly absolutely having that that thing that fanatical um yeah, that, that fanatical market-driven thing about them that is just, I mean, it's, it's a spectacle. It's, it's just truly simultaneously fascinating and frightening to watch at the same time because, you know, they, they are just full-tilt capitalists. And they, you know, they talk, you know, in a, in a hyper manner. They, everything they do, the hands flailing, head twitching, nothing is calm about them. And it's just really sad to watch. And even when you look at anything as simple as, you know, barbers, um, they're in on the same game, too. And you see, what they don't understand, and I'd say this broadly, what, what this really last, latest gen doesn't understand 
or is not willing to accept anyway. Perhaps they understand it, perhaps they know it intuitively, but they don't want to accept it, is how fucked they are. Because from a resource point of view, unless there is war, they are fucked. The only way they're going to get anything as far as resources are concerned is going to have to involve mass killing and mass death. Because, you know, this this absolutely fanatical... I mean, if you just watch a YouTube video from these financial, the young ones, and they're talking, I call it breathless talking. Because they're talking just like a Wall Streeter who's on meth with a whole bunch of economic word salad that, you know, I, I cannot and do not want to follow about market derivatives and this thing and that thing talking again at 10,000 miles per hour. And it's like, my God, you people are stressed out. And that's exactly what is part of the crazy, crazy that's going on here. All the young folks want to be multi-gazillionaires. You know, they see people, for instance, like Mark Zuckerberg. And in my opinion, he is an absolute abject failure as a human being. I know he has multi-millions or billions of dollars. I, I understand all that. <clears throat> but there's nothing there other than that. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no There's no warmth. You, you couldn't sit down and really enjoy telling a story with him because as I have as I have said and noted many times, people saying claiming you know talking to him is that he said you get more warmth out of a communication from an electronic parking meter. So, yeah, you can have all the money in the world, and people still don't like you. They don't like you. Because there's something, perhaps, despite all your money, there's something that just isn't there. Yet I've known people that were of extremely modest means, but when they visited, the last thing you wanted them to do was leave because you simply enjoyed their company that much. Think about that yourself. When's the last time that you actually enjoyed friend, neighbor, family member? And I don't mean about, you know, necessarily silly or superficial things. I mean, having a decent conversation, an intelligent conversation, particularly something that didn't fucking constantly talk about finances or their latest financial portfolio of their life, or their acquisitions, or their planned acquisitions. 
What a fucking bore. <laughs> That's my opinion. And not knocking money, per se. It's just these young, hyperbolic, young cap that's 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 it that's all they know it's just sad to watch so when i say i say that that is the that is the prevailing religion in america and i i'm i could be wrong please let me know if i am but i'm pretty sure that cult that religion of profit at all cost, first and foremost, the be-all and end-all, God of Magog. It's money. Or the pursuit of money. And uh, that's pretty pathetic. That does not bring real happiness to folks. So... Um, yeah, but when you watch this thing going on here, and when they put this into practice, I have, I have predicted what has happened to multiple businesses that I helped people like this to start because well that's part of the way I make my living and um, I almost intuitively knew as, as time has gone on in recent years that their price structure that sounds like such a much nicer phrase our current price structure <laughs> they don't even just talk with regular english everything has to be a phrase and so their price structures increased far too much too fast in other words they were too goddamn greedy um one young man who um, I hoped was going to do well. Um, he opened a barbershop. <clears throat> and, you know, we talked and I said, you know, the entire point, um, especially for men, and we don't, it's like a clubhouse for boys. We don't want women. Okay. We want men. Men or boys. It's an exclusive club. That's what the barbershop used to mean. And, you know, we get, we talk about guy stuff. It's like our space. Um, and uh, so we worked out this whole plan. And I said, and in addition to that, you know, um, you know, be be very easygoing with your prices um, because you're not trying to say that you're some sort of flashy, big deal Hollywood hairdresser, stylist person. You're just a barber. 
make haircuts, you know, be reasonable. And it started out that way, and they did okay for a while, and then, you know, greed took over, and they shot up to the point um, within a year that, um, you know, they jumped from like $10-$12 um, within a year to like almost $20. And people left in droves, and they didn't come back. And then he comes basically, you know, crying to me and he wants to know what the hell's going on, all of his business going away. And I immediately knew what to look for. And I said, well, it's like you're, you're too goddamn high. And then he starts with the butts. Well, but this and but that. And, you know, these hairdressers here at this salon and he's going off again. That's self-talk. That's self-talk, which is ultimately designed for justification. That's all that is. You're talking to hear yourself talk. And I said, look, again, you're not a salon. And this ties in with, um, you know, a previous um, episode I just recently had about, you know, looking at your own self-worth. And frankly, I mean, you know, what you do is an important is important. But you're, you know, you're not a nuclear physicist. <laughs> okay? You're you're not a medical surgeon. You're you're a fucking barber. So, but that's what I'm trying to illustrate with this um, is um, the the model of what I call, not what they call, but what I call um, unabashed greed, and that it is um, very, very fast. And then... You can, for a while, you might might be able to get away with that, but just like the reason why Starbucks is is failing, and I, I would believe pretty strongly that it's going to continue to fail, especially as you know, eco economics, economic times are getting tough and tougher, which will continue, and people aren't willing to pay five six seven dollars or more for a glorified fucking cup of coffee again it comes back to the foundation of what something is and its actual objective worth um you know mcdonald's coffee is fine it's a cup of coffee. Keep it relatively, you know, simple and straightforward. It is not a Porsche, nor does it need to be. It's only a cup of coffee. And for, I know I understand that for a handful of you uh, of coffee aficionados, coffee snobs, 
or whatever the hell you want to call yourselves, you can go ahead and think whatever you want to think. I'm trying to tell you what most people, whether you agree with it or not, but the majority of people think they want a cup of coffee, McDonald's is good. Matter of fact, McDonald's or 7-Eleven coffee is fine. It's coffee, you know? The, the fact that I can name so many things that are like this, where you are being priced out of the product or service, and they, in turn, the ones that run these even local businesses, have done and are doing and continuously are doing the same things to themselves because they uh, they have this rather inflated view of themselves and what they have and what they do. <clears throat> and um, that is the reason we're hearing about so many of these small businesses that are crashing because you're using a strategy that works for corporations as far as pricing, but it works for corporations for a very different reason that you do not possess, and that is availability. Because once you own a given set of, say, stores for a product in an area, within a certain reasonable um, amount, you know, but you can continuously charge incrementally more for the simple reason that the people don't have any other choice. That's it. They don't have any other choice. And so that is the Achille, another Achilles heel of the whole capitalist uh, machinery. Because like the situation that we are in now, <clears throat> as certain big players, they cannibalize each other and they just keep gobbling each other up i'm talking about producers in the same industry let's say um whether it be you know you could name it orange juice or you could um milk you know commodities such as that i mean you could you could have this until you only have maybe three four or five producers all the other independent farmers they've all been munched up they've all been cannibalized then once you have that, then you can turn around and you can charge, as they say, what the market will bear, because where else or the hell are they going to go? Now, getting back to that situation that I talked about, for instance, with Barber. If you are a barber in a town of I don't know, say 20,000 people, and 
for whatever reason, I'm just setting these parameters. Um, people, very few people in that town have any access to transportation. I know that's going to sound really unlikely, but either they don't have access to transportation or the closest town, let's say, is, I don't know, 30 miles away. Maybe even, I don't know, 20 miles, maybe even 15 miles. Because they have to figure it's the cost, wear and tear on the car, fuel mileage, time, blah, blah, blah. And that's round trip. So if you've got that kind of game and you're the only barber in town, then yeah, you, you kind of have perhaps a bit more of a captive audience. But even so, I believe that when you start charging, you know, the equivalent of um, $20 for a basic man's haircut, I, I'm, I'm not cool with that. I, I, think, um, I think you've overstepped your bounds there. You know, I mean, I said, you're not a doctor, you're not an attorney. Hell, you're not even an auto mechanic. Being, in a, being a barber is important. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's an honorable profession. But in the bigger scheme, and the hierarchy of things, if people have to, well, they can have a friend, relative, or whoever to kind of, maybe not as well as you do, but... You know, people have been getting their hair chopped, even if it's with a damn pair of kitchen shears. <laughs> people do what they have to do, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily apply. You can't say that necessarily applies with, you know, an auto mechanic. And you certainly don't want a do-it-yourself surgeon. But, I mean, guys, come on. 20 bucks i i personally can see nowadays i could see like half of that or less and i know you may be thinking oh well you're a cheapskate mm, I, I don't i don't believe so i believe that you fall into that the people that are doing this fall into that category again of dreams of, you know, sitting down and having lunch with, I don't know, uh, Jeff Brazos or whatnot, dancing in their heads. And that's what's been done. In short, and you can, in all of the, you know, in all of the independent businesses, bakeries, places that try to start up, um, the um, the breweries here, the microbreweries, are a really good example of that because um, perhaps not so much now, but it was only a few years ago that they went for microbreweries, went crazy, and they were just popping up like mushrooms after a rainstorm. They're just, you know, all of these microbreweries. Then they pop up and... 
you know, maybe they're around for a couple years, three years, and then they collapse because people aren't wanting to come in and pay, you know, I know it's, it's crafted and it's this and it's that and it's Jesus Christ, you know, <laughs> you'd think it was like made by just, I don't know, the Pope or something of, of beer making. And there's, there's just a cutoff point where it's like, yeah, I, I know it's, it's really great beer, but shit, dude, I, I can't pay you nine bucks for a beer, you know? So that's my thoughts on this. And it's, it's really financially foolish because it's foolish on the part of the person who's buying these, paying these prices for these you know products or services um it's foolish on their part and it's the expectation where the dreams of just being this this relative overnight billionaire because that's that's all they obsess about and that's that's what they have been conditioned since since birth is they are you know hyper success innovation driven monsters and they're actually quite frightening. I mean, it's 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 sort of like financial meth. <laughs> That's what it's like. That's what it's like listening to them and just and and watching just the the high energy perkingness of a person, a young person that's sitting there and talking about the market and how I'm going to diversify because we have a certain portal. It's like they've had I don't know twenty seven fucking Red Bulls or something while they're innovating and they're talking faster and faster and they have dreams dancing in their heads about how they're going to kick ass and take names in the world and dominate this market and it's just it's just fucking sad and it's pretty neurotic it's it's really neurotic so this is what i mean when I'm talking about the financial foolishness, do you guys agree with me? Do you think I have any valid observations on this? You can you can let me know. That's why I'm calling it though financial foolishness. Because who wants to be obscenely rich? Apparently, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm out of here. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to Listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care. I'm out of here.